Hi, I'm Jesse. I'm playing Brock Hart, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Eli. I'm playing Wilfred Hart, and it's good to be here. And I really like Sebastian's little uh, microphone cozy. Yeah, me too. It's good. Hi, my name is Jordan. I am playing Jules, and it is good to be here. Hi, I'm Sebastian. I'm playing Alex, and it is very good to be here. Hi, I'm Jory. I am your coffee detective, and I just caught you red-handed listening to Many Realms. Yes, keep the da 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 bonk a hundred percent. That is. I do sometimes. That is good. Many Realms One-Shot. Today we are playing Coffee Detective, a pen and paper game of small town mystery and murder by Alex Flanagan. And today we have a special guest um, recording with us. Uh, Sebastian, do you want to like introduce yourself? Say hi. Yeah. Hello. I'm Sebastian. I am a TTRPG writer, designer, and occasional performer. You can find me on Twitter at Sebastian UA. Thank you for having me. Welcome to Hart Manor, a pristinely kept Victorian mansion outside of a small New England town. This place is still the home of the twice wealthy Hart family, but since the family lost their riches the first time during the Depression, it has also acted as a bed and breakfast. The B&B was just busy enough to keep the family afloat for decades until what the then patriarch of the Hart family called the miracle set in. Rumors spread that the old Hart Manor was haunted. Throughout the 80s and the 90s, a boom of curious, skeptical, brave, and fearful clientele filled the house, but nothing lasts forever. When Mr. Hart's eldest daughter gained ownership of the manor, things changed. Eleanor Hart was a nervous woman and loathed the house's sordid reputation. She did all she could to paint Hart Manor as a respectable, normal, unhaunted place to stay. This was good for her nerves, but bad for business. Despite its decline, the four of you are all still here in Hart Manor and have been here for at least one day. Some of you are paying guests, some of you are employees, some of you are family, and you're all sitting around the dining table eating breakfast together. This morning, there is a new guest, a middle-aged woman in a bedraggled traveled-in suit. She smiles at you from the head of the table and she says, Good morning, everyone. My name is uh, Alice Holleran, PI, and I have good news and I have bad news for you all. The bad news is that one Eleanor Hart was murdered last night and you are all suspects. The good news is I am on the case. Mrs. Hart was found in her room late last night with, um, to put it delicately, you know, when you go to like a fancy resort and you order a pina colada and they cut the top off the pineapple and they shake it all up. So she was found like that and needless to say, she is in a better place now, but. <laughs> I, I like to start my murder investigations off with a little icebreaker and I'd like to go around and hear a little bit about all of you. So next to Detective Holleran is a young man, maybe 25, 26, 
jaw like a slab of granite, hair like a field of flax. He is wearing sunglasses, even though he's inside in the morning, and he is kind of just monotonously chewing mouthfuls of oatmeal, and it seems like he's barely tasting them before they just kind of slide down. He looks hungover. Uh, at this at this startling news, he pulls his sunglasses down and stares at everyone with bloodshot eyes. He says, uh, I'm Brock Hart? I, I'm uh, Eleanor's, I was Eleanor's, uh, I'm the only son, so, uh, this is distressing. What you, what you said about my mom, I didn't like it. Uh... And and just because this this is my my manner now my manner my bed and breakfast so like maybe you should all just like go away from it so I can have some time. Well, Brock, I'm still alive, but it'll be yours soon, I'm sure. Yeah, but I'm the next like descendant of the owner of the house. We can get Charles on the well, phone. Like, we can get Charles down here, and Charles, we can kind of go over the documents. You know, your mother was running it in preparation of things to come, but I, it's, I believe it's still in my name. Right, right. I'll call Charles. That's, that, that's no problem. You don't have to worry about it. I can call Charles. Like, no big. Thank you so much, my grandson. You're always t- taking care of me. Yeah. I, I'm... Wilfred, um, as you know, Alice, I've known you since you were a wee one, and uh, it's nice to see you all, although I wish it were in better circumstances. I am sorry for both of your loss, and I am sorry for the disturbing way in which I described your mother's death, Brock. That was insensitive. Preesh. Sitting next to Brock is Alex, who is a very, very exhausted-looking person with long brown hair and the ends are kind of dip dyed red and they are wearing an apron that is covered in dust and are kind of absent-mindedly eating their oatmeal as if they have not gotten any sleep whatsoever because they have not in fact got any sleep whatsoever and they turn to both Brock and Wilfred and say Eleanor Hart was my employer my condolences to you both also, and then turns to the detective and says, good to meet you, detective. I'm Alex. Nice to meet you, Alex. I, uh, you maybe want to call in sick today. I'm right here. Well, Mr. Mr. Hart, maybe give your employee the day off. It's, I don't know how much, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. Who's next? Uh, next to Alex is Jules, early thirties, um, dressed kind of, kind of nice, you know, a nice dress shirt. I'm going to say suspenders. Um, I'm going to lean all the way into the very cool reporter has the like paper boy hat. Oh my. Uh, that is cool. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you. It's I'm very just cool. Sure. Well, the one very cool hat. Yeah. In that cool way. Yeah, in the in the cool way. You know the one. Um, Miss Hart was always a staunch supporter of the paper that I run. To see as she kicked the can, as it were, is disheartening. <laughs> but uh, I'm on the case. 
now, uh, Mr. Uh, Jules. Wait, is he on the case or are you on the case? You are one of the suspect in this case. So uh, maybe you're not on the case, but but I appreciate your help. Uh, we're all suspects, including you. I'm writing your name in my book. Well, I, I, I was not in town at the time of the crime, but that's okay. You can write my name down. Consider it wrote. All right. Um, the next thing after we have introduced ourselves is to do the secrets thing. So um, all other characters write down a terrible secret they share with another person in the town. You may implicate the other person as much or as little as you wish in the secret. Once you have written it down, give it to the other person. Do not let anyone else see it. So DM the person you are writing a secret about, I think. After all players have written and exchanged their terrible secrets, go around the circle and in character, tell the coffee detective about one open secret involving two players who are not yourself. All right. So uh, before we uh, really get going on this investigation, is there anything you'd like to tell me now? Uh, Alice, right? Yeah. Seeing as, seeing as how you're the one, you know, heading up this investigation, I just... I think there's something you should know. Brock over there. Got a couple secrets behind them shades of his. That so? Next town over, Brock, he had a little accident. He hit a kid riding his bike. He didn't even stop at all. He just ran right through him. Now, the kid's fine and all, but uh, he, he didn't even have any remorse. And when I saw that, became aware of it, I started to write up a story. You know, town... Town villain hits a kid, runs away. It was a real, it was a real juicy one too. But uh, well, Wilfred over here was uh, not about that seeing the light. Said he cut all my funding. Said that he, 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 I would never work another day in my life if I printed that story about him. his grandson. Who? Well, I mean, I don't have to tell you. That's a pretty heinous thing to do. So I just thought you should. Uh, I just thought you should know. Well, Alice, I'm sorry to say I simply cannot believe it. My grandson is just simply not that person. That kid came out of nowhere on that bike. And also, everyone knows that the best, most unbiased, objective journalism always starts headlines with shit like town villain. <laughs> I'm not believing any of this, detective. I have to take everything into account. Right? I am listening. I am not coming to conclusions just yet. No. I just want to get ahead of the secret. Uh, I know that uh, people talk about it when they visit Airbnb, and it's not just about the ghosts. They love a good scandal, so I'd like to uh, air it out. There is a small chance that Brock is, let's say, less than legitimate, and there is a small chance that I have uh, given Alex a raise to help keep that secret. Unbelievable. But don't worry, Alex. You you will keep your raise. Thanks. I appreciate it, man. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping my job too, right? Uh, yes, of, of course. At least until I uh, turn up like old Eleanor. Mm, appreciate it. And Alex just kind of leans across the table and like, sorry, like next to, next to them and kind of smirks at Brock. I also eat puppies. That's very interesting, Wilfred. Do you have anything to add, Alex? 
You know what? Yeah, since we are in fact all doing, I guess, our dirty laundry, um, I happen to know that Wilfred's brother died under mysterious circumstances. And I was looking into that for my, my podcast, which you should totally listen to. It's available wherever you get podcasts. And I actually, a lot of people in town heard about it, but I never saw a single word about it printed in the paper. Yo, thanks, bro. Well, I mean, I... I don't know if that was uh, coercion for funding or if that was, you know, I actually don't know what the reason for that is, but... I was... Miss Holland, this is... Are you are you listening to this? I mean, look at look at this guy. Look at this Brock guy. Look at him. Look at him. Just look at him. I mean, what is this farce? This is ridiculous. I mean, we don't even. What, what, what do I care? Huh? What do I care about 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 this family? All right? It's not my business. I just report on it. All right. Why why am I why am I why are you pointing fingers at me? Why why am I here? I'm not pointing fingers at anybody specifically yet. I was just saying you were the only people on the premises at the time of the murder. So I have to cover all my bases. Now, uh, Mr. Hart, the younger Mr. Hart, do you have anything to add to this, uh, this list of scandals? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want the big one, Detective Holleran? Yes. <laughs> you want to know? Why Jules and Alex want to drag my name through the mud, my grandfather's name through the mud, my family's name, our history, our heritage through the goddamn mud. I'll tell you why. They have been conspiring for the past 18 months to take down this family. Exhibit A! Halloween party last year. I have to pee a little bit after drinking too much alcohol, as I'm wont to do from time to time. I make my way upstairs to the private staff-only facilities, and there I find Alex and Jules have forced the lock on my now late mother's bedroom, scattered her jewelry, her documents around, and, cherry on top, they're making out on her bed. It could have been Eleanor's favorite famous poltergeist punch, or maybe they've been cooking this for a long time, but, uh, yeah, I think they do just about anything to protect each other's backs and cover up their misdeeds. These are these are baseless claims, Miss yeah, Holly. Um, the, the man admitted himself no that he was drunk out of his ass. I know what I saw. You know what you think you saw. Wilfred looks with pain in his eyes at Alex. Detective, I would strongly encourage you to not believe a single word this man says. I'm taking everything I hear with a grain of salt. Don't you worry. Might be worth a tablespoon of salt with that one. Also, Detective, uh, if you ask anybody and anybody else in town, I'm sure they have things to say about younger Mr. Hart over here. Like how desirable I am to women. <laughs> <laughs> also, Detective, once this investigation has concluded and I have inevitably been found innocent, may I please interview you for my podcast? Sure, I love I love true crime podcasts. I listen to my favorite murder every weekend. Excellent. Hey, if we're wrapping up the interview portion, can I be dismissed, Detective? I've got places to be. Cool places. I thought you needed a moment to process your grief, man. I'd like to be alone while I do that, not in the company of my uh, staff. Ooh. I, you can go your separate ways now, but I request that we stay near the premises during uh, the investigation. Don't go uh, too far off. Don't uh, leave the state or anything like that. 
I go to the state line. Okay. Nice. <laughs> and then I dip one toe over just in spite of you. <laughs> and I think we can go into the real game now. So the way it's going to work is we'll go around the circle in the same order, um, and you can either choose to cause a scene or eavesdrop. If you cause a scene, that's pretty self-explanatory. You choose a place in a scenario, and you invite another character into the scene. You can also invite me into the scene, but if you invite me into the scene, you have to draw a, a plot twist card. So that's where the cards come in, and that will either have you do something right there in the scene or it will have something that you can hold on and incorporate later in the game. Uh, when we either get all the plot twist cards or decide we're done, uh, depending on how long the scenes are, um, we'll roll the Jacuz card and whoever, or we'll draw that card and whoever draws that card will get to accuse somebody else of the murder. And depending on what cards you have, they either, that will change the result of the game. You can also choose to eavesdrop, which means you uh, skip your turn to uh, cause a scene, but you can eavesdrop on a scene you're not invited to. If you eavesdrop a scene, your character witnesses everything which occurs. This means you discover knowledge of any terrible secrets, but you also risk finding out things you may not like. And knowing may too much may put you in danger. I'm up first, right? I'm ready. Yeah. Maybe I'm ready. So do you want um, to cause a scene or would you like to eavesdrop? I want to cause a scene. I want my scene to be with Wilfred. I want to kind of like establish this family dynamic going into this. Okay. Uh, do I choose at the start to um, invite you or can that just happen at any time? I think it can happen at any time. Okay. I think I will want to do that eventually. Maybe not at first. Here's the thing I'm thinking. In like the 80s and 90s, we were like a haunted mansion style bed and breakfast. And then Eleanor uh, unhaunted our mansion. Yes. Fuck you. Unhaunts your mansion. Um, and so I think that there's like a huge attic that is just full of like overflowing crates and bags of like ghostly Halloween decor that just got shoved up there and never dealt with. Nice. And, um, that's where Brock is going to cry. Wilfred, I think that, um, pretty soon after this kind of, uh, (laughs) <laughs> weird overlong interview with the detective um brought kind of storms out and later as you are kind of poking around or maybe you hear him you hear some faint sounds some faint sobs echoing from above your bedroom ceiling so you climb that like pulley downy laddery thing that all good addicts have underneath like a leering glow-in-the-dark fluorescent green skeleton Brock is like hunched over and just like weeping into his sweater, just like shaking and sobbing. Oh, I don't know if you notice me at first, but Wilfred will come up and sit beside you on the ground and just give you a big, good granddad bear hug. Uh, Sorry, quick. Uh, I I am going to eavesdrop on this scene. So uh, Wilfred's come up and given me a big uh, grandpa hug. And um, I, my breathing kind of uh, regulates and I stop sniffling and I um, take my sunglasses off and I go, do you, do you know anything? Do you know what happened to mom? Well, dear Brock, I happen to actually know a lot of things, but I, I don't think most of them are useful here. I'd like us to find out together. I'm sorry for your loss. Well, it's 
your loss too. She was your, I'm gonna go with daughter-in-law. She was your daughter-in-law. Oh, Miss Eleanor dearly, the way that uh, you miss anyone who you welcome to your family, but you know, she did not raise me and I did not welcome her into the world. I don't, I mean, and Wilfred like is kind of maybe awkward, but he's like, all I will say is as you get older, death becomes more of a, a friend to you. I, I'm not explaining it right. I'm, I'm just worried for you. You sound a little confused. Tell me, does this have anything to do with what happened a few months ago when I came home that night? I... I don't think so, but you know where it gets around in this so? town? You don't think so? You don't know? Gramps, people are going to think you're a suspect. They're going to think that we wanted the house, and all you have for me is I don't know. I can't presume to know everyone's intentions. That night was so much more complicated than you saw, Brocky, and I, and I appreciate the help, but it runs deeper than that. And I think Eleanor understood as well. I don't think a bloody knife is all that complicated, Gramps. And I'm gonna invite the detective into the scene. Great, draw a card. Shit. I'm gonna draw a card on the roll. And nobody card. look. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I think I need to act on this card right now. Um, there's a little knock on the uh, the attic door and a, hi, is everything okay up here? Oh, yes, dear Alice. We're just reflecting on family memories. You know, Eleanor, uh, she loved all these Halloween things. I mean, she didn't. Did she love the <laughs> Halloween stuff, or she did not love the Halloween stuff? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just kind of uh, put my arm around your shoulders and go. Yeah, sometimes pops gets a little bit uh, shaken up, but she, uh, she put everything up here because she wanted to. She was going cottage core. That was sort of where she saw the future, and you know, looking at TikTok, I think she was right. <laughs> uh, she's a, a trendsetter. That one. Um, I yeah, I wanna, I wanna just resolve this card that I've drawn. I have drawn the doppelganger card, which means I pick another character from the table and I canonically resemble this character enough in face, voice, or silhouette to get away with impersonating them in a scene. Wow. And I think that uh, I think that in in the in the like kind of morning half light through the slated window of the attic. Uh, as it plays across both of our faces, Detective, you can see a strong family resemblance between me and Wilfred, whether or not that's real or not, because, you know, who knows if I'm a true blue baby. But it definitely would not be hard for me to, like, hunch my back and kind of, like, age up my voice and and pass for Wilfred at a distance or in the dark. Um, and I'm going to use that to my advantage if I have to. Uh, I know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hart, that you said that uh, the younger Mr. Hart here might be... Uh... Oh, sketchy parentage, but... Cool. <laughs> Tactful. Love it. I really do see the family resemblance between you two. Have you considered doing 23 and Me? Oh, what's that? Is no, that... that stuff just takes your data for private companies so they can resell it to advertisers. Well, if my grandson doesn't trust it, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll pass. Well, they already have your data. Oh, oh shit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Detective, you never got to see this... B and B when it was in its full fine glory as uh, as Connecticut's most haunted bed and breakfast. Well, I heard the ghosts all went away. 
or they were never there to begin with. Is that true? Oh, no. Dear Alice. Well, I've never seen a ghost personally, so I have nothing to go on, but I have an open mind. I, I promise they're in the walls. Pops is right. And uh, they're full in this room, aren't they? If you go poking your nose around, you may be surprised at what you might find going bump in the night. And then Wilfred goes, boo. Ah! <laughs> That's the kind of fun we love to have with this. <laughs> Maybe a ghost killed mom. Maybe they were mad that she took all the decorations away. You ever think about that? I, I, I personally have never worked on a case that ended up being ghosts, so I'm not going to... Uh... I'm going to assume it was a living person before I get to the ghosts uh, part of this. But I was wondering, the two of you, you must have had lots of uh, good memories with your mother and closeness and your daughter-in-law. Would you, do you know any reasons somebody might have to, uh, to hurt her? There's a lot of money tied up in this place. That's what I'll say. And a lot of, uh, a lot of hurt. There have been people fired laid off just saying these places can attract a lot of uh, a lot of energy a lot of vibes respectfully i think you know we all um, acknowledge that after a certain degree of wealth everybody uh well they start to look at you a little bit sideways um i will say none of us are are want for enemies uh, Eleanor especially, she had uh, strong opinions and made strong decisions on them. What kind of opinions, Mr. Hart? Well, I'm surprised that Alex still works here after the, the chewing up that Eleanor would give him each and every day. Nothing that kid could do right. Echoed through the halls. If I were them, I would have snapped a long time ago. Uh, one may have been able to hear... Uh, you know, myself and my daughter-in-law fighting often about uh, firing the house staff or not. And you wanted to keep the staff and she wanted the staff gone. Oh, yes. They all, uh, you know, they do the true podcast crime and things. And I, I just, <laughs> I know that the the people who come to visit for the ghost, they, they love that stuff. I don't get it, but... Um. One time Eleanor caught Alex setting up recording equipment in the main hall and she flipped her lid said it was a violation of guest privacy which i guess it is but also like podcasts are sick and everyone should listen to them frog says fuck privacy but anyway <laughs> except for when it comes to 23 and me fuck other people's privacy <laughs> and i think it is alex's turn to either choose to um eavesdrop or to cause a scene now I'm causing a scene. I would like to have a scene with Jules because, you know, things at that table got pretty spicy. I have some ideas. Sure. Yeah. Um, in spite of the detective saying that Alex deserves a day off or should take a sick day, they are not, in fact, doing that uh, against their better judgment anyway. But I think that they would have tracked down uh, Jules and asked him if he wants to come to the kitchen. Uh, we, we rendezvous at said kitchen. Yeah, we go. It's, this is like the kind of the staff kitchen that's in the back, so not like not visible. It's behind like a, several doors. So um. the hearts have never been in there. Yeah, no, the hearts have never been in there, and it's like it's like it's at the end of a very long corridor with with various sets of doors, and the only like purpose of the corridor is just to have it. 
So, and it's, but it's also mainly so that like when we're cooking in the kitchen, like the guests can't hear it because that is unseemly. So. Right. And I'm, and I'm just going to kind of lean against the counter and be like, look, man, I'm sorry. Had to tell the detective about the, you know, the thing with Wilfred's brother and the paper. Cause you know, I know you're in a tight spot and like, I get that it's really difficult to get funding. I just did want to Sorry, I've been awake for like the last 37 hours and that was like the first thing that came into my brain. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll, I'll admit it was a bit surprising. Uh, you, you got any other cards you're going to uh, pull out with that? or? No, 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 uh, absolutely not. You know, we're, we're still buddies. You know, I can make it up to you. Uh, I can make you your regular drink order and uh alex looks around and like you know the, the hearts definitely have a fancy espresso machine that uh, or whatever and i'm gonna be like yeah I, I can make it for you free of charge and you know obviously like i i'll keep my hands steady this time as you know yeah yeah uh, it, it's, it's just fine. that you know my order is extremely specific and you announce it every time that you make it so i just <laughs> I don't know if you're properly equipped here to, to make it is all. It's just so exquisite of a drink. Nah, bud, I would never forget your regular order. I would never forget that you want a double mocha salted caramel chai latte with six shots of espresso topped with whipped cream oh. and chocolate shavings. Oh my god. <laughs> How are you not dead? Ah, uh, my good old, That's my good old heart stopper. So then heart, the 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 heart stopper. Then heart starts again. Drink. Yep, yeah, that's that's the one. The heart stopper, because you you the use heart it. Stopper, comma unstopper. Yeah, because yeah, you use it to stay awake and write pieces to stop the heart. No, the first three espresso shots just like fully murders me, and then and then the other three bring me back to life. For context, Sebastian does not drink coffee. <laughs> I love but, it. But yeah. I love that's it. normal. I have that every yeah. day. But yeah, um, Alex, <laughs> you know, I can totally make your order that this uh, thing. I can really never good. forget. You know, buddy, also, you know, even though I'm tired, promise my hand isn't going to slip this time, if you know what I mean. Well, I would, uh, I would hope so. Because I do know what you mean. Yeah. And they are going to turn the espresso machine on and proceed to make this ludicrous order because I'm sure the hearts have ludicrous guests in the B&B. You know, they're going to gang up on us. Yeah, you're right about that. Like, they've been ganging up on me since I've been, you know, the five years I've worked here. Barely made a dent in my student loans. <sighs> Look, if we're going to do that, I got to ask you a question. Um, yeah. Just because you kind of cast, you kind of pointed at me a bit in the room over there. I, I just... Do you think, uh, and I'm talking just the smallest part of you, uh, do you think that it could, are you looking at me sideways? Oh, no, 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 no. Look, see, the thing is, I have a plan. You know, how are we going to gang up on them? I got to make it look realistic. You know, like, come on, like every single, you know, all of the research that I've done for my True Crime podcast, you know, you got to, you got to make it look believable. If I come out, like, swinging at both of them, like, you know, like I have a, a bone to pick, then that's suspicious. I've got to kind of consider everyone present. Yeah. But I think uh, Alex is going to hand you the drink and is going to kind of notice something out of the corner of their eye and be like, wait, that's not, that's not in line with food safety regulations. And kind of move the espresso machine aside to reveal a 
a dark red splash. And I think they're gonna tech, like call the detective and be like, uh, hello, um, detective, I'm in the kitchen. You'll have to walk through several sets of doors to get here. I think there's something you need to see. All right, draw a card. Oh, okay, this is spicy. Okay, I'm gonna just keep that one. So that's a, that, that's a keeper, that's not a right away. Uh, yes, no, that's a thing that I can keep. Um, but yeah, yeah, the detective arrives, right? Yeah, I arrive in and I take, a, I say, what's, what, what, what is the problem here? Yeah, detective, um, I saw this very suspicious looking stain and, uh, aside from being completely against the health and safety regulations as established by law in the city of Connecticut. I take a look at the stain. Is it indeed blood? Honestly, for spicy reasons, I think yes. Also, sorry, Connecticut's a state. What is the United States? Um, <laughs> this is Connecticut town, Connecticut. Yes, okay. It's yeah. Connecticut City. Connecticut City. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So I, I say you're absolutely correct, and I will let the health inspector know about this. I wonder uh, how this uh, how this could have gotten here. Do you know uh, if the anybody besides you? Uh, Alex uses the kitchen. Oh yes, they. Uh, yeah, this this place is staffed by at least uh, two dozen working folks. Uh, people come in doing come in for their shifts at various times of day, and you know I'm not saying it's necessarily. You know, I just thought you should know about it. Maybe somebody cut their thumb while chopping vegetables. But in light of all that has happened, I wish to be as cooperative and helpful as I possibly can. Now, not to be gruesome, I never want to be gruesome, but this is uh, quite a lot of blood for a uh, little thumb cut, I think. Maybe an artery. Mm, quite possibly. Uh, I don't know that much about human anatomy. I didn't study biology. Uh, a shutter flash clicks as I get some photo evidence. You get some photos of this, yeah. Well, now that I have you both here, um, Alex, I heard that um, you didn't have the greatest relationship with uh, the deceased. Is that true? Well, I mean, it was very much a relationship between an employee and an employer, you know? So, like, I know that, uh, well, I am, I feel the crushing weight of capitalism every day of my existence, and, uh... Crushing? <laughs> how do you, how do you spell bourgeoisie? <laughs> Uh, but honestly, I had, my relationship was very much, was strictly professional and I truly bore no ill will towards Eleanor. I say thoroughly unconvincingly. <laughs> <laughs> I will take your word for that, Alex. I also heard that you were uh, trying to set up your, your recording for your, what is your podcast called, by the way? Oh, uh, it's called Many Realms of Crime. <laughs> Oh, wow. Nice, nice. That's a great name. Go. I like the cut of your jib. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't have done the murder now. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, many realms of crime because, you know, I feel like people think have this one singular idea of, like, the true crime genre. But actually, it is so multifaceted that each one of these could, could in fact, be considered a realm of its own that warrants exploration. The podcast is my one true joy in life. You must understand. So your one true joy in life, you were trying to set up a uh, recording situation in the uh, foyer. And um, they... <laughs> oh, God. I got... <laughs> that was good. That was it was good. good. It was Sorry. good. In the, Stick with it. In the foyer. And um, 
I heard Miss Mrs. Hart um, got mad at you there. Did you, how did you uh, react when she uh, stopped you from recording your uh, one true joy? Oh, in I mean, well, I, I of course uh, apologize profusely, but the the, the thing is, um, according well, according to labor law, I mean, I was on my break, and therefore um, I was not violating any professional aspects of the contract I signed with her. Therefore, what I was doing was not in fact illegal. She just didn't like it. I calmly and ex- explained this labor law to her, and she had no respect for said law. Um, I wasn't really sure what to say, but I did make a note of it and uh, will report it to the Labour Board. I'm sure they will do nothing about it, but, you know, I do try. Very litigious of you. Yes. All right. Um, Jordan relinquished his turn. So it is Wilfred's turn. I would like to talk to Jules. I was originally going to invite the detective, but I think the detective's been getting invited a lot. That's fine. Sure. Guys, I'm so foggier today. Where's somewhere that's good and secrety? You have a study? An office? I do have a study. I come in, I close the door, I fold my notebook, I put it in my back pocket, and I say, what do you want? Well, first he starts off soft. Wilfred says, do you know how to make the... Text bigger on phones. Cut the old man act. Okay, not here for small talk. That's okay. Let's get down to it. We both know that there is um, more than one thing threatening the future of uh, my progeny, my beloved grandson. And um, I think I just want to make sure we're still on the same page, you know, especially with uh, with Eleanor gone now and who knows how long I've left for the world. I, I want to be uh, secure. Uh-huh. And I'm sure you want to be secure and comfortable in your future, too. Uh, so, you know, as I heard today, you may have some uh, something with Alex. I won't... Uh, go into your personal business, but remember where your, uh, again, comfort lies. What are you trying to say? I don't know if you're, uh, cooking up anything with them or what's happening, but, um, and I'm not blackmailing you either, (laughs) you know, (laughs) they probably wouldn't be very happy with, uh, how this house was built and how you went to journalism school. Let's just bury that deep. Yeah, or what? Or what? Or goodbye to your inheritance. And that's not my choice, but... I grab a letter opener off the table. (laughs) I brandish the blade and I stand over you. Now, Jules, let's be reasonable. You think... You think that you can just come in here and you are blackmailing me and using all this double speak telling me what to do? You're just a fucking old man, alright? And no one's gonna miss you when you're gone, buddy. I start screaming. Old man shouting from his study. I put my hand over your mouth. Ah, 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 ah. And I call the detective that way. Oh! Oh, I'm in! Wait, uh, or are you... Yeah, no, I call the detective. Hey, oh, I'm gonna hide it behind my back then if, if I hear the door. But right now, you know, detective's coming, I guess. Yeah. I'm coming. I draw a card. And do you want a second to draw a card? Okay. I've drawn my card. Um, the detective's here, but I think Wilfred is not, like, 
Wilfred shook, man. Like, first of all, a family member just died. And also, I just got, I know I just got threatened by you. So he's not really, like, articulate right now. But he, he says, Alice, dear Alice, detective, uh, he, with the letter opener, and it scared me. I'm hey, so it's tired. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I pat your shoulder. Don't touch hey, so, me. Detective, uh, detective, uh, he, uh, he, he's, he's, he's losing it at this, uh, th- 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 after, after, after this moment. He's just, he's totally beside himself right now. You gotta, you gotta help him out. He, he yelled at me, detective, and it was loud, and I'm worried for myself. <laughs> now, I did hear some screaming coming from up over here. Um, now, Mr. Hart, I will ask you to take a seat, um, and I will get you a glass of water. Mr. Jules, um, what is the meaning of this? Ma'am, I, I surely don't know, okay? I, we, I, he invited me in here to talk. We started talking, oh, and, and he just he just started flying off the If handle. I go down, you go down. What is that? What exactly do you mean go down in this context? I'm just going to get that water real quick, and uh, yeah. What exactly would you uh, go down for, Mr. Hart? Man... Okay, I know our point is to try to steal, to try to keep our terrible secret, but I just can't keep it. Then don't keep it. It's okay. Don't you tell her anything. I'm gonna tell her. Don't you tell her anything. She has no right to know. Mr. Jules, please, may you please leave the room? I have to have a word alone with uh, Mr. Hart here. I'm not going anywhere. Would you like me to call the authorities who have actual authority, Jules? All right, I guess he silently steps out of the room. And there is ominously in the letter opener, um, like the holder on the desk, mm-hmm. the letter opener has not returned. I sit across from you in the desk and I say, I'm sorry you had such a fright, Mr. Hart. Uh, there was something you wanted to tell me. What is the statute of limitation on crimes of, say, theft? Now, I am not a legal professional or a professional policeman. I am a private investigator who does study these things, but I have no no knowledge of that. But I'm going to say at least a couple years. Great. Let's say over 50 is fine. (laughs) (laughs) And you, you know, you're not like a... (laughs) Old men don't say the word like. You're not a, a real cop. I mean, respectfully, you won't, uh, you won't get involved in personal disputes is all I mean. I will not get involved in personal disputes. I am here as a third party. I am completely objective. I just want to solve whoever killed your daughter. It's, um, a muddy situation about 50 years back. You know, um, Alex and Jules, it's a small town. I actually was friends with, um... Jules's grandfather and Alex's grandmother. Alex's grandmother was a brilliant woman, really um, going places, almost. Um, now, Jules's grandfather and I just couldn't resist uh, helping her advertise her work. And somewhere in the commotion, it seems, uh, the two of us became in possession of her patents of her many inventions um all of this is a a very roundabout way of saying 
Jules is, um, tuition is paid for, this house is paid for, and let's just say it's not on our hard work. And what kind of patents were these? Oh, just little inventions. Again, uh, she was brilliant. Um, you know, one was, you know, the little coffee, uh, it holds the hot coffee, it's like a little sleeve. Oh, yes, like if I go to the Starbucks and then I put the, uh, so that my hands not get burned it. And, and the shirt. And, oh, um, you know, if it's really hot or really cold, you go into a, you're in hot climate and you come out and it's, and it's cold, there's too much AC. She invented a shirt that would either keep you warm like a heater or, or had AC inside. For a hot, cold cases. shirt. One yes. shirt. Yeah. And everyone in town owns one and, um, well, we call the it world, the, the whole world. Yeah, everyone the world. in the world, and, and we call it the the heart hot cool shirt. But it really should be, what's Alex's last name? Oh, I didn't say. Um, their last name is like Smith or something really like unremarkable. In another life, it was the the Smith hot cool shirt. I tell you because, it, you know, legally quite above board. It happened 50 years ago. Who's to question that? But, um, you know, another reason why these ruffians might be out for me and my grandson. Well, does a uh, young Alex know about the, uh, uh, anything about this? No, is the thing. Um, and when I ask you, uh, you know, don't get into personal disputes. It's really, I won't. I'll cut the bullshit. Don't tell. <laughs> Don't do that or I'll fucking kill you. Don't tell my employee. Uh, you know, some things don't need to be said. It would just cause pain, you know. Well, I have uh, PI suspect confidentiality. And um, I will keep this secret for as long as it serves me. And no longer. <laughs> Fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> Tough but fair. I care most about justice, you see. Thank you for uh, giving me this information. Everything matters in cases such as these. Um, I sit back down at my desk. Do I notice the letter opener is gone? I mean, you would certainly notice, yeah. Fair. Well, you've broken a little trust. I'll tell the detective. Oh. I would keep an eye out on that, uh, on that Jules kid. I don't know. He's... Not as sweet as he was growing up, and that letter opener, I don't, he really, I sit back down. (laughs) I promise to uh, make sure he does not harm you again. Thank you. All right, yeah, I'll leave your office. Uh, So we did one round, so we're going back to the beginning with Brock's turn. Okay, so uh, then Brock is going to have a scene. Brock's going to cause a scene. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Yeah, let's go. Let's go big on it. Okay, I picked up the doppelganger card last time, and if this is one of the final scenes, I need to be in disguise as Wilfred for sure. Um, and I want to interact with Jules. I think who I haven't really yet. So sorry for clarity's <laughs> sake. It's like you actually look like. Is it? Is this also super? Like you? Are you just gonna be like? I'm an old. I'm an old man now. I have the ability to like pass as as Wilfred in disguise based on this card I drew. And you are like very mad at Wilfred and want to kill him. So I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kill you. Great. 
Okay. Oh, you did want Brock to die. Next scene. Okay. Yeah. Let's say. Let's say that um, Brock has wants to get some answers, um, and so he's he's uh, used some of the like makeup or whatever in the Halloween attic room to um, disguise himself as his own grandfather uh, to some degree of of uh, legibility. And where should this scene take place? I don't necessarily need want this scene or I'm suggesting you do this scene, but I would love some sort of scene in this mansion to take place in the beautiful tended gardens. I'm down for gardens. Let's do gardens. So it's like a little while later, Jules, and um, I don't know, I've like texted you or something. I've contacted you and told you to come out and meet me in the garden as Wilfred. Um, and I'm going to like stay at a distance with like, you know, a hood up against the gentle spring Connecticut city rain. As you approach, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out my hand and say, "That's close enough." Yeah, what the hell was that, eh? What was that? <laughs> what did you tell her? Uh, you I... fucking squirrely rat bastard, old man! You're gonna fucking ruin it for both of us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was supposed to be a secret, huh? That 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 that. That, that, that money was supposed to be mine and, 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 and yours. And I was going to give some of it to Alex, you know, like it's, well, I wasn't going to take it all for myself. You didn't have to go spouting off like that. I was, I am under a lot of stress now. <laughs> Is that all you have to say? I'm, I said, I was sorry and I will give you money for you, but I need you to do something for me. I stepped closer. I know you have that. Hey, what, what did I say? I know you have proof that you can determine whether or not Brock really is my legitimate heir and heir to the heart manor. The it's the inheritance will be passing down. And I thought I would have more time with Eleanor. But now I need to know if Brock is a, a kin. And what sentence. are you talking about? You know, you you you. You know he isn't going to get shit. <laughs> what? That's not the issue here right now. What is wrong with you, you senile old man? Hey. <laughs> There's, it's not just about inheriting money. It's about the family legacy. I need to know if he's a member of the family. But also, he's not getting shit. Listen, okay, I'm done here. All right, I, I, I've been tangled up in in your family affairs for way longer than I would like. You know, I only entertained it because because I thought there would be a good story there, and and here we are, and this is it. This is my ticket, okay? And I'm not gonna let anyone ruin this. I don't care about the money, your family, or shits. I'm gonna write the piece that I need about this because it is fucking juicy, and I'm gonna drag your entire family name through the mud <laughs> if I have to, to do it, okay? So I don't care. I don't care if Brock isn't getting shits. I hope that you don't get shit. I don't care if I get shit, and Alex isn't gonna get shit. Well, well, except for what I said, I'd give him. I was a bit heated when I said that. <laughs> you, you... What do old people say? You rapscallion, you scoundrel. I'll see to it you don't get a cent of this money. 
Okay, I again step forward closer. <laughs> at this point, I'm going to say, you know, because you're like, we're being confrontational. At this point, I'm going to say, if it's fair to say, I'm starting to see the the cracks in your ruse. Is that fair? Yeah, I think Brock's going to go for it. He's going to um, stand up straight and try to go for your head with the cane that he's holding. <gasps> with the cane? Yeah, big solid oak cane. Don't you still have the letter opener? I was going to say. Letter opener is sharp, but Kane has the read. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say, because you're kind of doing the haggard old man, let's say switching to your uh, youthful state, you know, there's a little bit of a lag there, but not enough for me to like get out of the way. Just the nearest thing, which is my camera sung over my shoulder, I try and like raise to block and you shatter the camera. Maybe some shards of like the lens, like, you know, hit me in the face, uh, knocks me off my feet, but like, you know, um, like I've largely averted most of the damage to my face, but like camera's smashed and obviously I'm on the ground. Brock's just dropped the ruse. He goes, fuck you, man. Did you kill my fucking mom? <laughs> Whoa. He gets on top of you. He starts punching you. Uh, I'm reaching for the letter opener. Whoa, okay. yes. Are you going to stab me? I definitely don't know you have one. Uh, I think we're going to try and go for the, like the most, it's like kind of cliche, you know, like it's the equivalent of when I'm reaching for a rock while you're on top of me and I try and smash it, except it's the letter opener. So like, d depending on what you think, like, I think like a, you, you know, are pummeling me and hurting my face a bunch, but then it's just like a, you know, uh, a letter opener comes and hits you wherever you want it to hit you. However, uh, damaging the letter opener, um, gets on in my, um, in my side, around my ribs, uh, it's a bad, it's a bad deep gash, uh, and I, I gasp, and you manage to like push me off into the into the wet grass. Uh, and it's possible I could like bleed out and die here, but there's also like room to be like put in a coma or whatever, depending on the interests of whatever. But I'm definitely out of the scene. We we leave the letter opener in you, and uh, I kind of, uh, uh, you know, look, Jules is not. Well, I mean, could be a murderer, but certainly isn't the most adept at it. So it is like a backpedaling on on the palms of, of, of his hands and just like, you know, his his life, his career, like coming. And, and also just the fact that he did this as a person is just all smashing him at once. As you probably are like wheezing and gasping for breath, he just turns and, and, and runs to try and get away from the uh, the, the evidence. As Brock feels the life leave his body, he finds himself staring down from an overhead perspective at his own form lying sprawled out, uh, the rain washing away the bad old age makeup he applied in a very, <laughs> very, very ill-fitted attempt to imitate his own grandfather. And um, uh, Ghost Brock kind of like straightens his jaw out a little bit and squints through the rain towards the manor and starts floating back towards the building with a ghostly vengeance. Sweet. Good scene. Okay, well, this is interesting because I was going to have Alex try to do a scene with Brock, but now Brock is deceased. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that I, after having done, you know, done a scene in the kitchen, I will have made myself a coffee and I'm just kind of walking around looking for Brock, just kind of absentmindedly muttering to myself, Brooke, Brooke, where are you, you bastard? In more ways than one. Ha ha ha. Where are you? I need to know what Alex is drinking. Like, oh, what is they're, their they're order? drinking black coffee. Like, I mean, they're not, I mean, they did, they don't drink coffee either, but like, you know, they, they've been making 
Jules is order forever, and they're like, you know what people do in such times? Black coffee seems thematically appropriate. They tried it, it was disgusting, and then they put so much sugar in it that now it's more sugar than coffee. Yeah, like, they're wired, like, they haven't been, like, they haven't slept in 37 hours, they need to keep going somehow, and so, like, they're a bit unhinged at this moment, but yes, they're drinking that, it's disgusting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm walking around, much muttering to myself, looking for Brock. Um, I catch you on your way out, uh, you're, like, headed towards the front door, and you feel, um, just a, a wall of ice-cold air pass over you. Um, and all of the, uh, the shutters in this room just, like, snap open and bang the walls all at once. <sighs> I'm gonna sigh, roll my eyes, and start trying to shut them and bolt them properly. The shutters, um, they fight you and you have to, like, really, like, push them as though there's, like, tremendous wind kind of showing up. I'm just like, oh, what, what the fuck? Like, come on, this was- does this thing need oil as well? God. And then eventually I uh, managed to get my, my ghost uh, acumen together enough to materialize and I'm just like right behind you shouting like, why aren't you paying attention to me? Hey, I'm over here. What, what, whoa, what the hell? Uh, bro, uh, you ghost of, that looks like, kind of like, Brock, are you uh, with, oh, what, what's happening? I'm having a long day. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I know that, uh, Eleanor was really into this supernatural, and honestly, you're doing a great job with honoring her memory. Uh, that's uh, very. She hated everyone. No, she hated it. Yes, I. It's not funny. Yeah, I, I know. I'm. She's dead, dude. Yeah, I, I, I know. What? Did you kill her? No. Did you kill her? No. Okay, so why are you doing this ghosty routine? If you know, if you knew she hated it. Routine is a word for it. Where's Where's Jules? Did you see him? Um, uh, no. We we got coffee in the kitchen. Uh, then he left. Seemed okay. What What's up with you? C can you? How are you doing that? Can I interview you for my true crime podcast? My interview with the media. Uh, media is a strong word. I mean. <laughs> But, but okay, no, seriously, uh, Brooke, how are you doing that? I don't know. It just got really cold and then I started walking back and I think you have 502 million days left to live. I don't know if I'm reading that right. Who, me? Anyway. Well, what? We've got to find... <laughs> we have to find my... There's no time. <laughs> That's a no lot. <laughs> okay. I think I did the decimal wrong. We have to find my grandfather. I think Jules is going to kill him. <laughs> oh, what makes you think that? Well, so do you actually, like... <laughs> okay. I mean, wait a minute. You want him you want him dead because you want the the No, I'm not helping you do that. Well, if you're not going to help me, then I'm going to haunt you for the rest of your 500 million days. All right. You know, actually, you know what? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. This guy in your in up in your shit. Wait, wait. You actually wait, wait, wait. You're not doing you can't be a ghost for like 502 million days. Wait. Are you I'm going to put two and two together and be like, wait, bro, you, you, you died. Yeah, it's a real piss off. Oh. You did. Wow, that's just suck, doesn't it, buddy? Oh, ice cold. Fuck this. Why did I even come talk to you? Okay. Nice. Sorry, I've had my laugh. Um... Well, rip to you, literally. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
Do you think it's you're, it's going to be real funny when you're next? That's all I'm saying. Oh, really? I mean, well, what can you do? You're a ghost. Like, oh, what am I going to do? Die of hypothermia because you made it cold? Uh, the killer who killed me is going to kill you next because they're killing people, brain genius. Oh, wait. You're <laughs> using jewels of your killing because you said he was going to maybe kill Wilfred. I think Jules is going to kill everyone, man. I don't have like a crime board or whatever, but I am a fucking ghost now. So I did some math earlier and I got that way because someone killed me. (laughs) Uh, Okay. You're get yeah, you're getting it. You're getting it. Let's go now. Let's start walking. Yeah. Okay. I see. You know, I'm going to do precisely nothing with this information. (laughs) Well, man, I am sorry that you are no longer No, actually that's not true. I'm sorry that you are no longer in possession of your life. That is genuinely saddening as it is when anybody dies. But, you know, maybe this could be the start of something else. We never really got along when you were alive, but now you're going to be dead, but also undead for all eternity. Maybe we could be buddies. No, fuck you. You don't give a shit about me. Guess what? I may be a ghost, but I'm still an employee of this place and you're fucking fired. You can't fire me. Ghosts have no right. The labor board won't recognize your signature because it won't stay on the paper. I'm going to call Charles about this. Okay. (laughs) You do that. Did you ever make the first call to him? Shut up. (laughs) I float away angrily from this bully. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And I'm just like, oh, you know, this is actually such a good day. I need to do nothing. Like... (laughs) I think it's uh I think it's um Jules's turn. You just did a murder. Take us home, Jordan, as you so often do. Okay, yeah, take us home. So you will meet the detective and tell the detective who you think the real murderer is in a scene. Jacuz. Always the last card to come into play as soon as it is drawn, have your character tell the detective in scene who the real murderer is. And then depending on if it matches Jory's prime suspect, different things will occur. Okay, I think we maybe gather back in the common area, uh, but shaken from what's transpired, uh, Jules walks in with uh, Wilfred's uh, primed uh, or or prime what was antique, but is operational loaded musket because I'm not I'm not going down for shit. Uh, (laughs) And he's shaken uh, and he's like. Detective. Holy he's shit. buddy, he's buddy, he's buddy, very buddy. Oh my god. Detective. Uh, hi, Jules. Um, is everything all- No, everything's not all right. It's okay, just have a look at me, okay? Now, I know how it looks, and that's this is just precautionary, because I ain't going down for shit, okay? I'm going to tell you straight up. Brock, he's dead, okay? And I, I killed him in self-defense, okay? He didn't like what was going down with the inheritance and and that I was getting summoned, so he came after me. And I I defended myself and I took care of him. But before he died, he was he made it clear that he was he was he was the one. He was the one that killed his mom. He was too tied to all this inheritance and he he it was all he cared about, it was all he gave a shit about. You already know I, I told you that he, he had, had no heart, no care for a fucking thing in the world. And it was him, okay? It wasn't me, it wasn't anybody else. It was Brock, okay? Everyone, everyone here knew it from the start. And I'm here to confirm it. It was Brock. He came at me and I saw evil in that man's eyes. And I I took that evil from this world, okay? 
looking past the fact that you are covered in his blood. I try to take everything <laughs> with a grain of salt. <laughs> Um, I will tell you that uh, I also did suspect Brock as the murderer. And what you're telling me now does not help his case. I thank you for this information. And uh, I think we're going to get a conviction here. Well, he's dead. He, he's dead. Wait, wait. wait <laughs> what, 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 he can be convicted posthumously. Send that ghost to jail. I have a way to make it like spicier if we want. But what, what happens in the end? Oh, the game kind of, the end of the game just says, because do you have an alibi, Jesse? I sure don't. Okay, so if you're, <laughs> and you didn't have the fatal card either. I sure didn't. Okay, so that means, so that means conviction, the detective found the murderer and you helped because you were also my prime suspect. I was your prime suspect? At the beginning, you were definitely the primest. Wait, so what, what was the spicy? The spicy thing would be, um, I raised the musket and I pointed at the detective. Here's the thing, detective. First of all, clearly I didn't need you to solve the case. Did it on my own. Kudos me. Second, <laughs> second of all, I think you know too much. And you're a stranger coming into this town. It's going to be very easy to make you go away. No one's even going to know. I do have friends and family who know that I'm here. I have a daughter. Look, Alex. Wilfred. We'll split it, okay? Three ways. But if this detective gets it out into the world, then there might be nothing left for us, okay? That inheritance will come into question. It might be taken away. The only way to know for sure that we're gonna get it is to make sure that this detective never leaves. Wait, Jules, what are you talking about? I have no entitlement to my inheritance, to like any inheritance. What are you talking about? Alex, um, um, I'm shooting you daggers. It does not serve me anymore. I'm gonna tell you, Alex. It jeopardizes. It Alex, jeopardizes you're here now. Your Alex, money Alex, too. you're here. Alex, you're Alex, you're here now. You're here now. Don't you say a fucking word, detective. Alex, you're here now, and 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 because you, we, we went through all this together, and that piece of shit Brock. I mean, we we both didn't like Brock, right? He he he. he it, it, we're gonna. We're, you and I will split. We'll split his side of the inheritance. It's it's it'll be That's ours. That's not how wills work. You don't just get my money. Well, what? What are you gonna do about it, old man? Charles is still Alex, alive. You, these men were withholding very relevant information to you about your grandmother. Oh, really? Oh, Alice. Not another word, detective. Not another word. I'll do it. I wish to hear this. What? You know, you know the hot cold shirt I'm wearing one right oh, now. Yeah, everyone in the world has those. I have one. It's it's at home. I should have worn it today. Uh, I, I'm I'm shooting this musket. I shoot this musket. Who do you shoot? I'm trying to shoot the detective with this musket through that hot cool shirt. I want blood to run through that hot cool shirt. Okay, wait, wait, detective, finish your sentence before this unhinged man kills you. <laughs> your grandmother invented world-changing inventions and you are entitled to the heart estate. Oh, what the hell? Wait, 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 you're dying. That's a problem. Ah. Uh, oh no. Oh, now when someone else dies, it's a problem. Ooh. I start reloading the musket. You have exactly ah, five minutes to stop me. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna throw my coffee cup in Jules's face and run away. God! <laughs> There's so much sugar. It's like, ah, I got sugar in my eye. Don't just stand there, old man. Get him! I pull out a revolver and I shoot Jules. <laughs> <laughs>
You fully just blasted me in the face, though. You killed my beloved grandson, my only family left oh, in the world. You didn't give two shits about that. What? I absolutely gave two shits. Oh, sorry, that. sorry. You didn't give. My grandfather is base. <laughs> I don't even get last words. You probably just shoot me and I'm just straight dead before I even hit the ground. No, I'm a bad shot. You're still alive. You, you, you want to shoot me in the leg? Sure. Okay, you shoot me in the leg, and I'm like trying to feebly i've dropped them actually i'm using the musket unloaded as like a thing to try and get away you can keep shooting me if you want i won't keep shooting you i i want to save this detective who didn't actually do anything wrong i ran outside and i and i almost trip over brock's body and i'm like oh wow shit the guy really did die and i'm gonna grab the letter opener out of his side <laughs> and just take that as a weapon just in case and then and then kind of start coming right, back. So have, there's like a stairwell, you know, like that goes like up and then like it, it splits two ways, you know, those big grand stairwells. I'm like near like the middle top portion of it, like bleeding, like really pathetically, like trying to load this musket, but I can't stand. So it's kind of hard because it's really tall. Wilfred is in the room with Alice trying to call an ambulance or something. And there's that final like showdown. Uh, Alex and Jules, like one's at the top of the staircase, the other's at the bottom with a letter opener. Yeah, and you have a gun, but you're also badly injured. So yeah, I'm going to run up the stairs and be like, by the way, you're dumped, and then stab you with the letter opener. Ah, oh, God, <laughs> extremely good. Uh, okay, so yeah, you'll you'll do that. I'll be like trying to aim, but like I'm losing consciousness from losing the blood, and it will say like, like, you do that, Yeah. kind of knock the gun out of the way, I just shoot it into like the sky. Like I'm just too, I'm, I'm sorry, Alex. I loved your podcast. Have me as a guest as a ghost. And then I see Brock, and I'm like, what's up, little <laughs> 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 Yeah. Another opener, wipe it, and uh, <laughs> I might be able to still pay my student loans. <laughs> All right, but but there's still one more interaction here. Yeah. I might come and find Wilfred. Uh, I assume you're, you're in the room with the dying detective. Yeah. Uh, if you come in, it's just like this old man feebly trying to... I don't know, you press on the wound, I guess. Um, Wilfred, Mr. Hart, sir, um, we should perhaps talk about this situation. Let's talk. Uh, you've got strong bones. Can you press down right here? And he points to the wound. Sure, I will do the best that I can. Well, my body has been broken by Jules, the unhinged man with a gun. Uh, I will press down on this and actually have no trouble with it because I am not, in fact, injured. I'm lying. <laughs> like. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, you're a good lad. Uh, now, Jules glossed over it, but you know, he has half of what would have been your grandmother's fortune, and now there is no one. Who's to say you didn't get married over the weekend? Right here. Right. Yeah, we, we, could, have, we could have done that. Because I can also play a card. Um, oh. oh. It says, if I have a romantic partner, you may play this card at any time to make them take the fall for the time you, for the crime you committed. And so I can just be like, yeah, man went crazy and simply shot himself or whatever. And he stabbed himself because he was crazy. And then like, yeah. Amazing. Just, yeah. So with that card, I think the um, paramedics make their way in and they take away um, Alice Holler and P.I. and... I don't know how um, lucid she was for the very end of that, but as far as she knows, um, one Brock Hart committed the crime and one Jules, Jules 
in a fit of passion, murdered Brock Hart in self-defense and then himself. Yeah. <laughs> Very passionate <laughs> self-defense. I don't know. In a crime of Cassie, okay. A crime of passion, he first murdered Mr. Hart um, and then he killed himself, leaving his- And attempted murder you. Don't leave that out. And attempted murdered me. That was part of the crime of passion. And he leaving only his newlywed spouse and as the, as the sole heir to the Hart fortune, as signed away by one Mr. Wilfred Hart. Um, meanwhile, the ghosts of Brock Hart and Jules are stuck haunting this manor together for all eternity. I hope they learn to get along. Oh, no. Yeah. So it goes back to being a haunted house. It's kind of nice. Given that I now have the manor, I'm going to put the Halloween decorations back up. Awesome. And also you get to just hang out with them too if you stay. <laughs> so Brock has to talk to his mom, who he killed? I did kill my mom. It was really complicated. But did anyone ever ask me how I felt? Do you want, do you want a final monologue? I mean, yes, because I interviewed you for my true crime podcast. If you, if you, if you agreed to, I mean, I agree, like, you know, I asked to interview, like, Jules and, and Brock, and if she's willing, Eleanor, so. Yeah, I think there's a bit of a uh, grieving period, and then you're able to launch a new season of your true crime podcast, Many Realms yeah. of Crime, which makes you very, very wealthy and famous, if you so choose. Yes, it is so popular, and, you know, like, I do not clean the place at all, like, they can come in, nice. see the original bloodstains, like, it's a whole thing. <laughs> what I would like to do as a little epilogue is have a uh, whodunit uh, monologue from Brock about why he killed his mother. I'll do the, I'll do the tape sound. Sunday, 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 whatever the ad sound. Many, many realms of crime. So it's not often that I have the opportunity to hear a voice from beyond the grave, but Mr. Brockhart, this is the question on all of our listeners' minds. Why did you murder your mother? And how? Thanks for having me on the show, Alex. I'm glad I'm able to send kind of my my side of the story and share that with the with the viewers or listeners today. But a lot of people are gonna say it was about the money, it was about the inheritance, but it was about our family principles. She was running our business into the ground. She was disrespecting my grandfather. She was abusing the staff verbally. My mother was rotten, and I put her away. So now you care about the staff abuse, I see. Anyway, thank you so much for being on this podcast for the rest of the of the show. Make sure to tune in wherever you can find your pods, but also not on Apple, because had trouble uploading to them. Thank you for listening to another episode of Many Realms, and thank you to our guest Sebastian for joining us today. If you'd like to see more of their work, please follow them on Twitter at Sebastian Yue. That's spelled S-E-B-A-S-T-I-A-N-Y-U-E. Sebastian would like to plug Shift Quick Start, which should be out by the time this episode is gone to air. It's a new tabletop game system developed by Hitpoint Press, and it's free to download and play on RPGShift.com. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can review us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Realmscast, or join our Patreon community at Patreon.com slash ManyRealms. See you next month. Bye.